Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Shop Notes Podcast. It's a weekly woodworking podcast. I'm your host, Phil Huber, and I'm joined today, as always, by Logan and John. And today's topic is a special mystery topic brought to you by Logan Whitmer. Hope you enjoy today's show, and thanks for listening. This episode of Shop Notes Podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Plans. You'll find nearly a 1,000 plans covering everything that you'd want to build. From furniture projects to gift projects, kitchen accessories, workshop projects, and jigs, and more. Find your next project at woodsmithplans.com. Is this going to be our last podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Logan's. It may never see the light of day. No, I wanted these. I wanted this to be candid because I wanted it to be a real surprise. So as I was sweeping my shop up earlier today, I started having all these questions in my head. Like, what are what John and Phil would say to some of these? So I have a list of 30 questions and I want some candid answers. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, How I know. How long right? are we going to go today? I don't know. I might not have 30. Is this the lightning round? This is <laughs> the like lightning fire, round. Firing off. Okay. It's rapid fire question time. Some of these are, no. So I thought this might be fun uh, for some of these. Most of these are woodworking related. Some of them are not. Might be fun for our listeners to maybe get to know us a little bit better apart from the woodworking side of us, right? Okay. 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 So are you guys ready for this lightning round? And go. Okay. So question number one, John, you have to choose one or the other in your shop. Do you choose air conditioning or heat? Uh, heat. Okay. Cause Phil, that's what I'm, yeah. Oh, no explanation. Just yeah. no explanation. Okay. Just heat. Heat. Okay. I choose air cause I hate the heat. Yeah, I do I can... too, but I feel like since I'm in a like garage outside, I can open the door and get some airflow where it's like, True. it's right now. I do not want to open the garage and get airflow. Right. Cause it's cold. <laughs> See my, my <clears throat> philosophy is I can always put more clothes on, but as soon as I start taking a significant number mm-hmm. off the cops get called usually yeah. <laughs> so. see if it's non woodworking i would take air conditioning over heat but it's since it's like out in my garage in, and trying to work shop. it's like yep i can deal with the heat yeah but not the cold right now fair enough okay all right so another woodworking question in your guys' shop do you guys we'll do a two-part question so first part do you guys clean up after every time you work in your shop? Phil. I try to, and I've done that most of the time since pandemic. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. John? I do not. I usually clean up when I can't walk around anymore and I'm like climbing over stuff. And Okay. Or that is how it's I am just, as well. I'm, yeah. I'm just sick of like the mess. And then I go crazy <laughs> and that lasts for a little while and then it gets messy again. Okay. Yep. I'm so. in that boat as well so when you guys do clean up john do you sweep do you vacuum do you do both or do you ignore it and push it under the bench or e get out the leaf blower yes that's <laughs> and just open the garage door that's that under the vacuum category it's opposite okay. vacuum reverse vacuum yes no i usually would say sweep i guess is my thing okay so phil I sweep. Uh, There's very rare times where I'll use the vacuum other than if I'm cleaning off like a tool surface, you know, I'll vacuum off my drill press table or bandsaw table or something like that. Yeah. Or getting in the crevices of the T-track and corners and that kind of thing. But most of the time it's a brush or a broom. I'm a blower. I have that. I think I showed on one of our favorite shop tool episodes like i have i have my little vacuum blower it's a little computer blower oh yeah yeah. so i i turn on my filter blow everything off then i sweep then i vacuum Mm -hmm. and i do both because this floor behind me people are watching on youtube uh is like a linole or uh, or sticky tiles and it shows dust terrible and it drives me Mm -hmm. insane but Mm -hmm. okay so a non woodworking related question uh, what did you guys do before you were at the magazine, Phil? Uh, I worked for a small nonprofit publishing company. Okay. Uh, right after I graduated from college, it's a place that I interned at. And I learned um, 
my writing and then publishing graphic design skills there. Uh, and before that, I was in firefighting school. So, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John? Um, before I worked for the magazine, I was still woodworking. I worked for a uh, small custom cabinet, like kitchen cabinet and millwork sure. shop for a couple of years right out of college. Before that, I was um, graduated from college in mechanical engineering and decided I didn't want to get a real job. So I went into woodworking and ended up here. Awesome. I, yeah, I actually, I originally, when I went to college, was going to go for pre-med. I started doing the pre-med program to be a chiropractor. Decided I didn't want to do that. And I up in the graphic communication field uh, with the intent to work at a woodworking magazine. Uh, but after college, I found myself uh, managing a print shop that I had been a project manager at and kind of managing the, the production side of it. Um, which was fun. Uh, and I, I miss it a little bit, but man, I wouldn't give up what we do every day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So when this okay. doesn't work out, we have something to fall back on at least. That's sounds right. like, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do another non woodworking related question. Uh, chicken, beef, pork, or seafood, John? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so pork. Okay. Fair uh, enough. No question uh, about it. All right. So, on that note, I know your answer, Phil. Well done, medium or rare? Mm. Let's let's say for steak, not for pork. chicken. Yes, for chicken, <laughs> for steak. John, I'm steak. a medium rare guy. Okay, Phil, medium well. Okay, I'm a medium rare as well. All right, okay. so back to woodworking. Pick one tool. We have two different scenarios here, so you can pick a tool for each scenario. Okay. There's a fire in your house. You can hand one of your children one of your tools. John, you only get to hand one child. Oh, one tool. I had four kids. Yeah, so yeah. Save four tools. Get more out. You get to save. You get to save one tool out of your shop, John. What do you save? Um, the router, I guess. Okay. I feel like a kid could carry that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so not the table saw. <laughs> no. Okay, Phil, what are you saving? Uh, carcass saw. Okay. Any reason Take why? Take care of the carcasses of the fire mm -hmm. or what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to cut Any them up reason why? All right. Uh, it's a, it was a, it's a Lee Nielsen carcass saw. Okay. And I just really like using it. It's one of my favorite tools. So. Okay. Fair enough. I am saving my little uh, Bill Carter boxwood smoother. All right. So now, second scenario, you are on a desert island and you only get one tool. What are you bringing, Phil? Um, and I only get one tool? You only get one tool. That's is it. Is it like used for woodworking or for survival purposes? <laughs> Whatever you want to use it for. You have one tool. You can either decide to build a Queen Anne highway or to build a shelter. What are you bringing? Uh, I'm going to go with a handsaw then still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you want a, handsaw? A, a handsaw would be a good answer because it's like you want to be able to cut things up, but like you can form other tools once you have the handsaw to kind of deal with stuff. Okay. I'm going carving axe. Just me. Okay. okay. That's fair. I feel like it's kind of like a self-defense combination tool, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been slapped with a handsaw? I mean, that's self-defense. I mean, I have not. Can you play music with your list. carving axe that's going right. to keep you occupied in the long nights? No, no, I have not. <laughs> All right. Bandsaw. John, do you detension it or do you leave it always tensioned? Mm, I'm always tensioned. Okay. <laughs> Phil, are you always tensioned? Always tensioned, ready to go. Okay. I am also always tensioned. I don't believe that detensioning does anything except scare the crap out of you when you turn it on and you forget to retension it. Right. So, okay. Uh, let's go to a, uh, let's go to a non woodworking related one. 
Uh, I know Phil's answer to this, but John, you can pick one drink, coffee, water, tea, soda, beer, or a cocktail. What are you picking? Ooh. One drink for like the rest of my life or just one drink <laughs> to drink right now? What What do you drink most of the time? <clears throat> uh, probably soda, but probably shouldn't. Okay. I kind of knew that one. Yeah. Phil? Uh, I'm going to go with a root beer. Okay. I would have pegged you for coffee. Yeah. Interesting. The root beer is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have we have discussed our Sprecher's root beer uh, affair we, we all have, or Phil and I have with Sprecher's root beer. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a coffee until five, and then I'm a cocktail guy. I've been sure. doing some gin cocktails, and I have I like them. Not a big After fan of the gym. work hours. No? Tastes, tastes like pine. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you're drinking an evergreen tree. It's it's great. Right, I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's do another one. Are you guys movie or TV series people? Phil. TV series. John? Uh, I like the movies. Okay. That's one thing I miss out of this pandemic. I like going to like movies. Okay. But... I I will agree with you. I, I do like at home, I will watch TV series, but I do enjoy going to the theater. I don't enjoy the people in the theater because they generally right. annoy me. Right. So, <laughs> you know. It's usually the people I brought to the theater. <laughs> I didn't know you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, when you guys buy lumber, do you prefer to buy Roughson S2S, which would be surfaced two sides, or four-sided surfaced lumber? John. Uh, I like buying rough lumber. I feel like it gives me a lot more um, options, I guess, to go you know, work with it from there. And I don't really mind the extra labor that it takes to break it down and flatten it. And okay. So. Sure. Phil? I'd like to say that I like rough lumber, but I don't often get it. So that sure, I think my preferred lumber retailer gives me S2S. So I'm going to go there and just for no real reason per se, other than sure. That's just kind of the routine that I've fallen into. I'd like to, you know, when I do work with rough lumber, I enjoy it immensely, but it's just, yeah. Felt like most of the time when I was buying lumber, especially early on, you know, I'm getting stuff from either a box store or Fleet Farm or something like that. So it's, I just got into that habit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, and it seems like at least around us, um, a lot of the the sawmills um, that I've bought from before having my own mill uh, would require like a hundred board foot minimum. And a lot of the times it's like, oh, I would really like to go get that cost savings on the rough sawn lumber, but do I really need a hundred board feet of it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up with a random mixed bag of rough sawn lumber that's up in my garage right now. So (laughs) (laughs) I always prefer if I can to get rough sawn lumber. So uh, air dried or kiln dried lumber, John. I don't know that I really have a preference, but kiln drying seems like it's nice to work with. I mean, it doesn't always look as as pretty, but sure, that's just my preference, I guess. Okay, Phil, I like air dried <laughs> stuff when I when I get it, but most of the time I'm buying kiln dried. Mm-hmm. Again, okay. just because and of I, where I end up getting my lumber. Yep, and I fall under the air dried category. I think air dried works significantly better with hand and power tools and it looks better. There is an argument that most people make that it's not as stable as kiln dried, which I'll give you that. However, I have built a lot of furniture with air dried lumber and have never had an issue. Yeah. So, and furniture was built for hundreds of years using air dried lumber. Yeah, but where are so, those people now? Dead. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. Look what happened to them. Yeah. Okay. You're warned. You've been warned. <laughs> All right. So if, 
John, if there was one type of woodworking that you would get into that you're not into right now, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I've seen you guys using the lathe lately. I'd get into that, I guess. I haven't done much turning and looks like fun. Okay. Phil? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, you get passes. That's fine. Yeah, you can pass. I don't know because I've dabbled in a bunch of stuff. So it's like, am I into that right now? I don't know. Sure. See, I would like to get more into Greenwood working. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, do it outside, you know, kind of hanging out on a shave pony doing some green woodworking. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. So that's sure. where I would mm-hmm. go. Uh, okay. Let's go to a non woodworking related question. I say that so people can mute us because <laughs> there's always those people that say, Oh, listen to this. Cause it's a woodworking podcast. Well, here's your chance to mute us. Uh, favorite book or favorite book series, John. Hmm. Can I say the Woodsmith magazine? Yes, you may. <laughs> you may. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Pass. All right, Phil. Uh, I'm going to go Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It was something that I got hooked on when I was a kid, and I feel like there's a lot in the stories that I still find. Mm-hmm. Sure. So there's yeah. part nostalgia there. Okay. That, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like the the Harry Potter series, but I guess I haven't read oh, that in a long time. Yeah, so. that's true. Too. I mean, that's it's, too. it's classic. Yep. I would I say, say I have. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you, you. All right. I current ones. Uh, I've been reading the uh, the Thrawn series from Star Wars mm-hmm. books about mm-hmm. Grand Admiral okay. Thrawn. Sure. By uh, Timothy Zahn. He's done a, a good job with the four books that he has out now. So, and I think there are at least two more to come, and mm-hmm. they're just a delight to read. You okay. know what's always bugged me about the Harry Potter series? I don't know. If, like you guys have read this, read, yeah, oh, yeah. It's supposedly takes place in the mid '90s, like 1990s. Right. Not yeah. one mention of the Michael Jordan Bulls. Right. I mean, I know it was like taking place in. England, but yeah. still, that's like international. You think they would, somebody would have mentioned it? Yeah, yeah, but I think that's I a fail. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's fake. See, I think both those series you guys mentioned are good contenders for my top books. The Harry Potter ones. I was in middle school when they were were released, so I read through the entire thing as they were released. I know, sorry, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings also. Uh, I think my favorite would be the uh, anything written by a guy by the name of David Gamel, who was a fantasy author. Um, Most of his stuff was written, I think, in the mid-80s to early 2000s. Some of my favorite books. So um, I also like the Dresden Files. Um, Oh, yeah. Those are good ones, too. So, uh, okay. So going back to woodworking. What's your favorite vice type? Tail, face, leg, what have you, Phil? Uh, face vice right now. Okay. I, I want to like a, a leg vice, but I just haven't used one enough to, to form any judgments on it. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot okay. of people who, pro, who are big proponents of the leg vice. And my inner Gen Xer rebellious person wants to say, no, thanks. Okay. Yeah. I'd say base vice as well. I find that the most useful for stuff I'm doing. So. Okay. So I have a, I have a leg and a tail vice on my bench. Uh, I hate my leg vice because it has the pin type mechanism and it's just a pain in the butt to change it. I've started using my machinist vice more and more for woodworking and it's fantastic. I don't know why I I don't do it more often. It works great. Mm -hmm. So. I'd, I'm going to say right now my my machinist vice is my favorite woodworking <laughs> vice. <laughs> when when I started at Woodsmith, we had uh, a shop across the street from where it is now, mm-hmm. and it was like in the basement room, and it was just barely enough space for the two Steves to work down there, but sure. the designers and the editors all had to share that space too, and a lot of times when I went down there. 
over lunch hour or whatever, the only place that I could carve up a space to work was where there was a machinist vice. So I did a lot of my lunchtime woodworking using a machinist vice. So I get yeah. it. You know, I, mm-hmm. honestly, the, the big Wilton with the six inch jaws and rubber jaws on them or, you know, with rubber covers on the jaws, it works great. I don't know why I don't do it more often. You know, yeah. I just hate the tail vice because the lead screws always sticking out the end of the bench and I always run into it and that drives me nuts. <laughs> so maybe a shoulder vice or something would be a little bit better. I don't know. Or sliding tail vice. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. Don't. So, all right. Uh, power tools, new used or restored vintage. What's your preference? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, and I'm going to divide it up because you didn't get to divide it for portable power tools, new Okay. for workshop machines. So your floor standing things, I'm going to say restored vintage. Okay. Mm -hmm. John. That's fair. That's what I would say too, is like anything smaller, new, definitely. Um, anything larger that's, you know, got cast iron type services on it usually do just fine, you know, restored older stuff. So, all right. All three of us are in agreement then. So I think, I think that's a good distinction because the new smaller power tools with, you know, I mean, just the technology, brushless motors, all that jazz, just so much better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Significantly lighter, more powerful with workplace machinery bigger and heavier is better almost mm-hmm. in every sense. Right. Yeah. And I could do without all the computer add on yeah. stuff that they've done to like drill presses and yeah. every, yeah. you know, thing they've done today. So. All right. So one dream tool, regardless of space, regardless of size, regardless of cost, John, what are you picking up? Oh, I've, would like to get a saw stop table saw someday, I guess. It's not okay. like that big of a reach, I guess. I don't dream that big, apparently. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Phil. Um, a nicely restored larger bandsaw. Okay. I have a 14 like inch one. Larger which is- in what size? Uh, I don't know. I think 18 would be kind of fun. The only problem is that most of those end up being like some weirdo three phase. Yeah. You know, but you don't have lithium crystal powered one right now. So I, yep. So I have basically the largest one that I can handle at this point. So. Okay. Fair enough. I would like one of those like combination. There's a bunch of people that made them, but one of the combination machines, like the five in ones, that's like a a planer jointer table saw not not talking a shopsmith i'm talking about (laughs) like like a european five in one yes yeah and i think that would be just really cool to have uh in the shop um you know as a space saver Uh, and they all seem to be built very well yeah so okay i will uh, say there was a our previous um creative director Ted Krylacek, he had a, yeah. I think it's a, a Robland jointer yeah. planer combo, but then also has a slot mortiser on the backside. Yeah. And I don't know that I liked the ones where it was a table saw, shaper, jointer, planer, slot mortiser, because those, mm-hmm. those take up just so much square footage. But the, they do. you know, like we have that jointer planer on the TV show set just to John's right. Mm-hmm. And that would be a sweet, sweet machine to have. Yes. So I, I could see that as a backup to my bandsaw, but. Yeah. You know, I, and that this kind of came up because there was recently a Roblin that was listed for sale in Waterloo, Iowa, which is about two hours from us. And it was, it was like on a pallet. It was, in a thousand pieces, the guy said it was all there. Um, he had tore it apart to start restoring it. Uh, it was in it was like it was in working condition when he took it apart, but he wanted to do a full restore on it. And he's like, you know what? You give me three hundred dollars, you can take it. <sighs> and I was like, oh my god, I don't need a. How project. did you not I, I do that? Self restraint, Phil. It's this new thing I'm trying. Mm, good for you. And all right, yeah. 
So, but yeah, uh, I there was also recently a 24 inch crescent bandsaw okay. for sale. I think I think it was here in Des Moines. I actually think it is in Des Moines still. Um, and it's like, oh man, that would be so awesome. It's too tall for my shop. I have nine foot ceilings. It's too tall. So yeah. it's like, ah, that would be really nice for no reason other than just to have it. But you know, so yeah. not going to buy it. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite woodworking and favorite non woodworking YouTube channel, John. Can't say woodsmith. Come back to me. Let me think. Oh, I know. Uh, I know what my favorite non woodworking is. All right, what's your favorite um, non woodworking? Uh, what is the name? Of it? Uh, so you don't know it. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look it up. It's the one where they're uh, eating hot wings and being interviewed oh, by celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hot oh, thing, or my gosh. What is, it? what is the name I of it? I don't that? remember. I don't. I know exactly oh. which one you're talking about. But like Sean Evans on that, he is yeah. just like the best interviewer I've ever seen. Yeah, he asks the best questions. And then yeah. you so get a meeting of these that up spicy wings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, if people haven't watched this, it's a YouTube channel where uh, Sean Evans is interviewing famous people. Uh, however, during the interview, they're eating a series of like 12 wings that progressively get hotter and mm -hmm. hotter. And it's mm -hmm. the funniest thing ever. Yeah. So like they start out as like the original, like regular hot wings and it progresses up to like 200,000 on the Scoville scale and yes. they're crying and their noses are running and they get all emotional and answering these uh, questions and that's awesome. it's pretty good. Oh, it's pretty good. Okay. So what's your favorite woodworking channel? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, I don't know if one. I have a favorite. I have to pick one. Yes. Is there one where they eat hot wings? Uh, I don't think so, no? but it seems like it's a great idea. <laughs> We're going to have to start know. it now, like Hot Wing Thursdays yes. or something. Yeah. Yes. Where it's like you're getting sauce on all the tools. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. a, I went right. to college, I went to college in Chicago and there was a kind of a hole in the wall place not far from the school that was called Santa Fe Cafe and had fantastic wings. And they had like mild, medium, hot, very hot. Sonoran and Mount St. Helens. Nice. Mm. See, for, for woodworking channels, I always liked uh, Rod Reyes of My Garage Woodshop, but he hasn't, I mean, he's kind of retired from, he was just doing it on the side. It wasn't like yeah. Yeah, professional work. Yeah. So, I mean, we had him do a video for us about a year ago, and he hasn't done anything since, and I think he hadn't done anything like a year prior to that. So, sure. but I always thought he had a good channel. Okay. Yeah. Phil favorite woodworking uh, channel, favorite woodworking channel. I was just looking it up here and I'm going to go with, uh, Frank makes it's, uh, okay. yep. Frank Howarth out in the Pacific Northwest. He has a ridiculously ginormous workshop filled with all kinds of tools. Plus he has a strange attachment to radial arm saws. <laughs> yeah. He has like six of them or something. Yeah. And, uh, his style is somewhat unusual for his presentation. You know, a lot of stop motion, whatever. And, mm -hmm. uh, so it's got kind of like a dream shop look to it. And he kind of dabbles in everything, you know, whether it's home yeah, improvement projects or furniture or turning or whatever. Yeah. So I don't, not all of it is stuff that I would necessarily do, but it's entertaining. So I would, okay. that's what I would call that one. Okay. Uh, favorite non woodworking channel. Uh, favorite non woodwork. I don't spend a huge amount of time on YouTube. So that one's kind of tough. Um, okay. I, a pass. Uh, I do kind of like Anne of all trades. I know she, okay. she dabbles in woodworking, but I wouldn't call her channel a woodworking channel. No, it's more of a homesteading type homesteading. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that okay. kind of stuff is kind of fun to me. So, okay. So I would say my favorite woodworking channel, I'm probably going to say Ishitani furniture. Uh, he's a, um, Japanese furniture maker. There's absolutely zero talking. It's just him woodworking with, I think, like his wife filming it. Um, it's just interesting watching him work. It's very zen 
thing just to turn on and watch. Um, and I'm going to say my favorite non-woodworking channel is a tie. Uh, I love to cook. Uh, Sam, the cooking guy, his channel is hilarious. He has great recipes. But I'm also going to group in our former editor Vince's channel, oh. the Tinkerer's mm-hmm. Workshop. Right. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, he, I mean, he has some woodworking stuff on there, but he does a lot of stuff with um, like machinist type stuff uh, and just full of knowledge. So I always, anytime one of his videos pop up on my um, uh, subscription or my, uh, you know, feed that he released a new one, I always watch the whole thing. Uh, it's a super good one too. Um, okay, so let's go to a non-woodworking question. What are your guys' hobbies outside of woodworking? Phil? Uh, I enjoy biking. So I okay. just rode and trail biking around town here. Uh, I like just being outside in general. And uh, a okay. little bit of gardening, and I do some... Uh, food fermenting as well. So making hot sauce. That's what I call my mm-hmm. cooking as well. <laughs> I've done it on accident <laughs> before. But forgot so, some potatoes like, in the cupboard and yeah, no pickles and hot sauces. And sure. Peppers and stuff like okay. that. All right, John. Cool. Hobbies um, outside of on the weekends. I am an amateur father of four. So okay. I've dabbled a little bit in that on my, in my free time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I seems like I'm usually busy with the family, but, uh, yeah, I enjoy, enjoy doing outdoor things with them. Uh, well, you're also events. a, I'd say you're a, you're also an Iowa state fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So college sports yep. doing that. Um, I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. So, mm-hmm. So I am, uh, if anybody's watching, I got a couple deer behind me. I'm an avid outdoorsman, so usually mm-hmm. hunting, fishing, doing anything outside. And I also love cooking. So I feel like this is like, uh, what's what's that old dating TV show? Oh, uh, I am contestant number four. I enjoy yeah. hunting and fishing <laughs> and cooking in the evenings. <laughs> long uh, walks on the beach. Long, Yeah. Uh, okay, speaking of long walks on the beach, if you guys had to choose one place to live, are you guys choosing the beach, the city, or the woods? Mm-hmm. Phil? Woods, not even close. Yeah. Okay. I'd say like Colorado woods. or something. There's too many right. people at the beach. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I'm going to Canada, personally. So. Mm-hmm. All right, if perfect. They'll let, if they'll ever let you in. Yeah, if they'll <laughs> let me back in. Yes, who knows? Uh, okay, favorite movie, Phil. Oh, geez, favorite movie. All right, we'll go to John. John, yeah. favorite movie. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I've always enjoyed. You can. You can it can be a movie series. Okay. Um, there's multiple. I've enjoyed <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's Harry what I was Potter universe, at. Yes. Okay. The Lord of the Rings. I think of an entire series. The Harry Potter series stands up the best from movie one to movie seven or eight or however how many they did quality of movie? yeah the whole series okay. like seems like the star wars it's like in groups of like you yes. know you know some of them aren't great and don't stand yeah. up as well sure. and sure but. okay that's fair enough because <laughs> i would agree with you i would say my favorite movie series is probably lord of the rings and i'm in a group mm-hmm. I know Phil hates this. I'm going to group the Hobbit in with it. Okay. Because I I know, I know, whatever. You have to group it, right? Yeah. So all six movies. Yes. All six movies. I'm going to say in total are my favorite, but I think you're right. I think the quality of the Harry Potter films, like one through eight, were probably the best, um, the most well done consistently. Right. So, all right, Phil, we're back to you. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, the original Star Wars movies. Okay, that's I think that's a good safe choice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they definitely have an aged look to it. But yeah, all right. So we're back to woodworking for all you people that tuned us out. Uh, In your shop, marking pencil, knife, sharpie, or chalk, John. 
Um, pencil. Phil? Pencil with knife. Okay. How do you sharpen your pencil? Sharpener, knife, or sandpaper? John. Mm, sharpener. Phil? Sharpener. I have a vintage one in my shop that I use. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am also a pencil. My sharpener is right there behind me on the table wall. Saw? If you can see that. Oh. No, no, no. It's not on the table saw. If I am in the shop where there is a belt sander, I will belt sand my point. So okay. I got that from Dylan. It just, I feel like some of those like rotary type sharpeners sometimes just breaks the lead no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if something internally on them, like I'm talking like the one you put it in and you crank it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, like my Zacto one that I have here that was like $20 on Amazon, it works great. Love it. But I hmm. feel like there's some that just no matter what you do, it just always breaks. I so, thought that was, that was the quality of the pencil, the pencil. rather than the sharpener. Yeah, but it, it does. Yeah, knows? I think the quality of the pencil definitely comes into play. So I have, and this is like an absolute ridiculous, uh, let's go into this question. Absolutely ridiculous tool purchases. John, if you're going to buy something absolutely ridiculous, what would it be that you like probably wouldn't ever use? Um, Doesn't have to be woodworking related. Seems like everything I get is ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know. So, okay. I don't want to say it on camera. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Phil, one ridiculous purchase doesn't have to be woodworking related. Okay. But something you just would like to buy for no, absolutely no reason. Uh, I would like to buy an old pickup truck and turn it it into an electric pickup truck. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. That's a good one. Uh, Mine would be, and for some reason, I don't know why I keep getting Facebook ads for this. There is a company that makes a tiny little hand plane designed to sharpen your pencils. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. Mm-mm. You guys haven't? Oh my no, God. It's no. like, it's all bronze. It's like a cast bronze plane. Just, it's like a thumb plane designed just for sharpening pencils. That's weird. And it's kind of expensive for what it is. It's like 60 bucks. And yeah. it's like one of those like, you know, retail price, $59.99. Buy it now for 50% off. So it's one of those type things. Yeah. But it has really good reviews. Mm. Yeah. So is it is it any more ridiculous than the chopstick maker? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Ouch. So can't you sharpen oh. a pencil with a chopstick maker? I might I be able to. I don't know. <laughs> Can I turn a pencil into chopsticks? Is the real question. Right. So then you bring up the whole lead poisoning thing. That's true. (laughs) All right. Best tool purchase you've ever made. This could, this could be like the most pleasure out of using it or it improved your woodworking the most, or it could be any of the above. Uh, Just out of recency bias. I'm going to say my little Rikon bandsaw. Okay. Okay. I love that thing. It's fun. So I'm, I'm going to go with my bandsaw just for the sheer joy that I get out of using it or my mill. Did I say my mm-hmm. bandsaw? My bandsaw yeah, mill. 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 My yeah. mill. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, just because of the sheer joy I get out of cutting a tree into boards. So, mm-hmm. okay. That's good. Uh, I'm going to say uh, it's an old Stanley 71 router plane that okay. I got. Yes. From, uh, I think I got it from Randy Maxey when he was here and I made a base plate for it. Cause it's one of the open throat ones and that's kind of trash, but, uh, <laughs> Using a router plane is just a delight for okay. pound for pound router planes bring great joy. All right. Worst tool purchase, John. Mm, I don't know. Come back to me. I'll see if I can think of something. <laughs> Phil. Worst tool purchase. Uh, Okay, I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so my worst tool purchase is just because I have not used it yet and because it takes a lot of effort to get it set up to use is uh, I bought a Lincoln welder uh, oh. at an auction probably, it's probably been about a year and it's been sitting in my garage since I bought it. And it's a huge arc welder. I love arc welding. I don't like MIG or TIG welding. I like arc welding. And I can arc weld very well uh, if I do say so myself. And I have all the steel 
To, I know, right, Phil? Uh, no, I mean, there's a lot of people that just can't arc weld, but that's how I learned to weld. So okay. I got very proficient at it when I was um, younger. Uh, and I have all the steel cut to length. It's ready to weld together to make a log arch for a trailer. Oh. And I have the welder, and it's it was uh, it was a vintage welder. Uh, it was at a it was in a uh, a high school, right? Um, so it got a couple hours of use a day. wasn't like it was an industrial welding shop, and it was I think new, and they still make the same model. It's it's like a three thousand dollar arc welder, and I paid like three hundred bucks for it. The thing weighs six hundred pounds. I had to get it out of my truck with the tractor. Uh, it's just I need to put in a sixty amp breaker. I have I have 220 in my garage to use it, um, and I have a 40 amp breaker in there right now, but it's not heavy enough breaker to use the welder at max setting. Oh, so okay. I need to switch out the breaker, put the right plug on my 220 circuit. I'm gonna say it's the worst tool purchase because I have it's been a year and I haven't used the dang thing yet. So hmm. when I could have bought a little MIG welder and plugged it into a 110 outlet and been done with it, sure. Hmm. Um, I thought of something. Uh, I don't know if it counts as a tool purchase because I think I got it for free from Menards after rebate. <laughs> okay. But like this would have been probably 25 years ago before I was really serious into woodworking. Um, I got a set of chisels either mm. for less than $10, like it was $3.99 or free after rebate type thing. And they had like cheapo black handles on them. And it was like a, uh, and I think I still have them in my like toolbox buried somewhere. Cause I think I saw one of the kids playing with them the other day, but I think the, the hardness of the steel is basically like soft lead. <laughs> like I think you can just like probably bend it. It's just like so awesome. bad. The but old pewter I, chisels. Yeah. Yeah. So very okay. bad tool but i think i got it for free so no regrets fair enough that's that's gonna lead us into our next question john but <clears throat> phil uh i'm i'm gonna say it's a set of water stones that i got and okay. they were decent quality water stones so it wasn't that it's just i was newer into sharpening and uh didn't know what the heck i was doing and i felt like the water stones just required so much maintenance and care sure. and feeding on my part that I didn't sharpen often. So it was the worst using... tool purchase because you weren't ready for them. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so on John's note of his worst tool purchase, when cleaning squeeze up or squeeze up when cleaning squeeze out on glue that was a glue up squeeze mm -hmm. out yeah. yeah yeah so when it when cleaning up squeeze out what's your process phil uh i if it's on like a glued up panel i will clean it up almost immediately okay i do let it kind of gel a little bit so that it doesn't sure so that it's not smearing everywhere mm-hmm um, if it's a, an assembly where it's like a frame and panel where there's corners and stuff like that, then I'll definitely wait for it to get almost dry and then go okay. at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. John? That's what I'd kind of say to let it gel up enough. So when you scrape it off, it's, there's like no liquid, it's all, you know, gelatinous. Yeah. And then probably use like a carbide scraper type thing or someone else's chisels right okay. not my own obviously <laughs> see and i am i am one that i have a stanley fat max chisel that is a one inch chisel that's my glue scraper in my shop uh i also let if it's not high glue if it's high glue i'll wash it off with warm water and a rag right away mm -hmm. if it's like tight bond i will scrape it off after it has kind of skinned over for inside corners, my favorite glue cleanup or squeeze out cleanup tool is a drinking straw. You can kind of pinch it, make a corner, oh, yeah. and then you can use it to scrape out glue, uh, and it works out really well. So, all right, uh, what grit do you sand to, Phil? Uh, 180 most of the time, 220 rarely. Okay. John? 120. 
because okay. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> That's called the sweatpants grit. You just yeah. you've just given up on life. <laughs> no, one twenty or one fifty probably. Because a lot of stuff I stain, and it's like if you go anything beyond that, it's not really taking stain yeah, very yeah. well. So, and I'm always a four hundred sander. I don't know why, unless I'm painting it or doing like a really heavy coat of spray lacquer. I'm a four hundred sander. It's not worth it, but I do it. Yeah. So, because sandpaper is cheap, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Favorite brand and length of tape measure, John? Um, seems like I have like the Stanley ones around a lot, but I don't know if that's my favorite. That's what I use the most often. We have uh, that's, right, so that black stare. It's pretty good. Okay. So. Okay. Phil? Uh, I'll say Lufkin, I think. Can I have a okay. – do I have one here? Oh, this one I think is a Stanley. I think I like the uh, – the 10 foot ones. Okay. Mine is a Starrett 12 footer. Okay. Uh, I don't really mind different um, brands. I just like all metal bodies. I hate the plastic tape measures. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They just, I don't know why. And I like the small 12 foot size. You don't really ever need it any longer when you're woodworking. So, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number one consideration if you guys were going to build a shop from the ground up. John, um, it could be size. It could be electrical. It could yeah, be I'd have to say plumbing. size. Okay, some big Phil? open uh, insulation. Okay, fair enough. Mine would be electrical. Just make sure I have outlets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So, non-woodworking question: Have you ever, or would you ever, use a bidet, John? <laughs> Um, I have not. I would give it a whirl. Okay. You know? All right. (laughs) Phil? I have not either, but sure, I would. Okay. I have, and my wife asked me to buy one to put in the house, so... I'm glad you didn't say I'm using one right now. (laughs) (laughs) On a side note, if you want hilarious YouTube videos, go watch First Time Using a Bidet Reactions. They're hilarious because everyone has the same, like, like (laughs) first initial. (laughs) They're funny. Okay. Uh uh, One thing that people might not know about you, John. I don't know. I'm an open book, so I don't know what. He doesn't know how to read, though, ironically. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Phil, <laughs> one thing people might not know about you. Um, well, they will in just a second when I say it, right? I know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, thing that people might not know about me. Uh, I minored in theology in college i did not know that interesting okay john (laughs) you don't have one yet Uh, yeah i don't know okay people are usually surprised that i'm really shy like when i first started working here like people like (laughs) i didn't talk for like i don't know five years and people are like, hey, how come you never talk? And then after that, I never shut up. So I don't know. That's People are usually surprised to hear that, that I'm, yeah. you know. See, it's funny because I feel like I do work with a bunch of introverts. I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. I, I feel like very much so. Like you would think that everybody that we work with are extroverts. They're all introverts. Except me. That's, what, that's why we started out in the magazine. People. We could hide behind the, <laughs> yes. the pages and hide behind the pages. <laughs> yep. Just work in our own little cubicle and yeah, yeah. So me, uh, I'm a super nerd. Like I think you guys know this, but like I'm a video gamer. I used to do a lot of like tabletop war game miniatures, like mm-hmm. painting them and stuff. Like complete nerd. So. Yeah, used to do like painting competitions for them. Mm-hmm. Like, loved it. Super nerd. <laughs> but there's so. only so much call for like the this old house cast as gamer characters, though, right? That's right. <laughs> that is right. So, 
Uh, okay. Uh, that's all the questions I had. Do you guys have any other questions for our 40 questions? Or do we roll into what we're working on? It's 40 were, questions. Now. I don't know why it's not. You 30. were sweeping for a long time if this is what you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my brain works. I just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. So good. My shop was a mess. So, yes, I was sweeping okay. for a long time. Sweeping and then vacuuming, if you would remember my answer mm-hmm. to that question. Right. <laughs> so. All right. John, what are you working on? Oh, let's see. We had a couple warm days this past weekend. So, I was out in the shop, um, putzing around, working on um, some shelves for my dad um, on a project that he's working on, putting the shelves together. Um, finishing up some other piles of stuff and cleaning up, trying to um, organize and finish some stuff up enough that maybe we could fit one car in the garage this winter. I don't know. It's good to have goals. Winter's <laughs> here. Yeah. Not really. Not yet. Yeah. Well, winter was in October, and then we had – yeah. 70 degree, degree days in November, <laughs> and then now we're getting some 50 degree days this week. So, yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be like 60. I know, yeah. and then like snow, I was gonna take, snow on Friday, and Saturday. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was gonna like take tomorrow <laughs> off to go deer hunting again. I'm like, it's gonna be 60 degrees, it's gonna be so hot. I don't know that it's I too, want to, yeah, it's too warm. Yeah, so. gotta wear your so. blaze orange muscle shirt. That's right. Just the best, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> Make sure you have permit for those guns. <laughs> uh, all right, Phil, what you working on? Uh, still working on a couple of finishing up some Christmas gifts before jumping into a couple of furniture projects for the start of next year. Cool. Furniture projects for yourself, for somebody else? Cannot uh, for- say. For myself, I need uh, okay. I want to build a nightstand for me and a bookcase. I'd like to do a bookcase. Don't know why. Just want to build a bookcase. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. There's not the reason why. It doesn't right. have to be. Yeah. So. Hmm. My kids have been cool. bugging me to make a uh, puppy ramp. Um, <laughs> our new puppy. Or you guys know that we have that. Uh, play area down in our basement that has a slide that I made from plastic lamb in it. And the dog likes to try to run up it, but it can only get halfway and then slides back down, up and down. So it's like they want a little puppy ramp so it can make it up to the platform and then slide down. Oh, so, okay. Maybe that's on the docket here. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Get it done by Christmas. Right. These are important things. I I heard that Merca makes a double-sided or adhesive back sandpaper oh, just could do go. a strip on the side and then right. i wouldn't have yeah. to like buy nail trimmers that's right so yeah. it's like self trimming yeah. nails and then uh-huh. slide down the slide and everybody's happy yep that's right yeah so this weekend i did not i was out walking around the woods i did not get anything done on my table but i did almost finish my shop cleanup so much so that i actually started i'm gonna spin my camera i started on my tool storage with some slat wall that is a lot here. of slat wall it is it's only it looks way bigger than it actually is everything yeah. on camera looks bigger right sure uh it's uh it's actually it's six foot so it's six foot by four foot uh above my it is above my twin vice stands and this was kind of like a solution to where do i store my power tools like okay my power tools being my portable power tools, like my, my jigsaw, my circular saw, my um, little Dremel, my sanders, all that stuff. It's like I I have drawers, but putting them in drawers seems weird. You know what I mean? Or putting them in cubbies seems weird. So I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to do a slat wall. So I kind of got that screwed up. That stuff's heavy, by the way. If you're trying to like leg bolt that to the wall by yourself, it ends up being really crooked. Ask me how I know. So, cause it's very heavy. So I kind of started prototyping out some, um, tool holders. I'm gonna try to get all my stuff up there, uh, and, um, stacked up there. I feel like this is kind of like the culmination of my, um, putting my shop together in my house. Finally, like, I mean, I've had my shop and I've been working in my shop, but it's like, okay, now that I actually want to do some like big projects in my shop, I feel like I need to get all this stuff put away and sure. organized a little bit better. 
So start working on that uh, kind of yesterday, piecing together some tool holders out of some Baltic birch that I had. Uh, and I also like started messing with these things. So uh, I jacked these out of our um, storage cabinet upstairs in our office. Uh, at one point, Chris had made a bunch of these um, hamster coffins. Right. Um, they're oilstone boxes or sharpening stone boxes. And we had a, a cardboard box full of different shapes that were not used. So I grabbed some and was going to put my oil stones in them. Nice. Uh, yeah. And they, they all fit. Uh, some of the wells are a little deep. Like that one is a little deep. Oh, so I'm yeah. trying to figure out what I'm going to do to bring that surface of that oil stone up above. I'm thinking maybe just like a quarter inch above the, the perimeter of the box. So yeah. Something maybe like that. If you guys are watching on YouTube's, uh, and I saw that. What was that? Just hardboard. Well, yeah, hardboard was my initial thought, but then I remembered. Oh, hey, one of my woodworking heroes—not really a woodworking hero, but one of my uh, playmaking heroes, Bill Carter—he likes to make these oilstone boxes, and he uses putty. Like, I don't know if it's plumber's putty or if it's like a hardening putty or what it is, huh. but he packs the bottom of the stones with it and then pushes them down into the box. And it like basically beds them in like clay almost. And I'm huh. like, that's actually not a bad idea. Keeps yeah. it from wobbling around too. So yeah, I might see if I can, I might just try some like air drying or air drying modeling clay. Okay. That might work. I think, yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. I'm going to figure out how to get them in their level and stuff. So those are the currently the only thing sitting on my workbench except my computer and my coffee cup, which feels really nice to have my bench all cleaned off. Mm -hmm. So Cool. So here's yeah. a question when it comes to shop cleanup. It seems like um, anytime my wife cleans the bathroom or kitchen, it's like, do not dare use the bathroom or set anything in the sink <laughs> or like – do anything so what like same is like would after you clean that get it all clean it's like don't make any dust or mess anything up for a while or you just yeah. right back into it i know i feel like it's that way it's like my shop's so clean now i don't want to do anything you know mm -hmm. i i get that completely yeah but the shop's there to get dirty right i think that's, that's part it. of the reason that i started trying to do a cleanup more often uh, part of it is watching like the guys in the woodsmith workshop, just, you know, like Steve at the end of the day, no matter what he's doing, he organizes whatever he's doing, does a little sweep up around where he works, uh, straighten up, straightens up plans and tools and puts stuff away. And then that's, that's how his, that's his routine for the end of the day. Chris is kind of the same way too. Um, yeah. And I have been trying to adopt that practice because then when I do come out, I can get right into it and it doesn't feel like I have to kind of swim around figuring out where things are. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's Which, easier I mean, that... when you have like, you know, eight to five, you're working long periods in the shop, it's start, stop. It's harder when you're you know, doing more guerrilla woodworking where you're popping in and doing a little right. bit and then leaving yeah. or dropping some tools off and coming in and out and things just get yeah. out of hand that way, piling oh, yeah. up. And so, yeah, I will, I will say though, it is nice. Uh, like I, when I'm in the shop, I try to clean up my mess and get my stuff into what, like when I'm in the shop at work, I try to clean up my mess and get my stuff into one area so it's like I'm not in other people's way. I, I guess there I'm more concerned about not being in somebody's way sure, or not leaving a mess for the next person. In my shop, I think you're right, John. It's like you're in here for – you're able to get in the shop for maybe an hour at a time. You can make a lot of mess in an hour, but then it's like I'm, I'm just going to come back in tomorrow and make the same mess. So right. why am I going to sweep it up right now? Yeah, but I think I think it is a good habit to get into. And this that question was kind of sparked by – um, there was, uh, a, it was on one of the Facebook pages that I'm, I'm on a woodworking Facebook page. Somebody asked about shop cleanup habits and like, Oh, Hey, do you guys sweep up at the end of the day? And there were a lot of people that said, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm in my shop for five minutes or if I'm in there for five hours, 
I always take time to sweep up at the end of the day. Uh, and I'm like, ah, that would be a really nice habit to get into. I'm not into it, but I need to. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah. So thus concludes the 40 question podcast. <laughs> There's a lot to chew on. Yeah, that was. So there you go. If you have any of your own answers that you want to share with Logan's questions, you can leave them in the comments section on our YouTube page, uh, or you can send them to us on email. It's woodsmith at woodsmith.com. Remember to like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to it so it can get in front of more woodworkers just like you. Thanks for listening to the Shop Notes podcast, everybody, and we'll see you again next week. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Magazine. Woodsmith Magazine has been the trusted source for all your woodworking information for over 40 years. From tips and techniques to furniture projects to shop projects, you'll find it all at Woodsmith Magazine. Subscribe today at woodsmith.com.